It's Left of Field with Danny Kavanagh. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Left of Field podcast. A special episode for you guys today, a midweek drop, because we're going to preview the waffle. The WA AFL season kicks off this weekend. We're going to chat to the Claremont Tigers captain, Declan. He actually debuted for the Eagles. Ah, you would have all heard the story in the lift. The game's already started. He's getting called down last minute uh, to help bring the club to victory after all the COVID disasters they faced. Uh, a bit of a fun story there. But, nah, it's great chat. Really exciting things happening in the WA Football League. So uh, get around that as well. But uh, enjoy the chat. Declan, welcome to the Left of Field podcast. How are you going today? Yeah, I'm going well, thanks. How are you? That's good. I'm very well, thank you. Uh, now, I've given you a bit more preparation of this for this podcast than you had when you debuted for the West Coast Eagles a few weeks ago. So uh, are you feeling a lot more confident? <laughs> yeah, it's sort of. Nice to have a few days' notice rather than a few seconds. <laughs> yeah. Now, talk us through that. I mean, that's it's been spoken about a lot. I mean, you know, you, you're getting the call up after the game has started that you're going to be out there running around. A pretty big opportunity for you. It wasn't your first time on the big stage. You had played professional AFL before. But tell me, what was it like debuting for the Eagles that day and lead up to that moment? Yeah, the lead up was quite bizarre. Obviously, the whole situation was unusual circumstances um, and probably my situation was then amplified a little bit by how unusual it all was. I've sort of been emergency quite a few times just across my individual career, so um, had never actually managed to go on late or as late as what I did on the weekend. But yeah, it's just I think the whole situation and everything's just been so unusual, but um, it's been a lot of fun, especially getting to play against my old team. Yeah, that's right. So you played 12 games for North Melbourne. What was that like, heading over east and playing for that club? Uh, yeah, it was good. Every or it was just a brand new experience for like a young country kid. Um, so one year in Perth, and then straight over across to Melbourne, which is again quite a bit bigger than Perth. Um, so for just my individual development and personal learning and growing up a little bit, um, three years away from sort of all the safety net of family and friends I had over here, um, and just a chance to meet a whole new range of people and lifelong friends was um, something I'm very grateful for. Yeah, you mentioned that you know you're from the country, from North Albany. Um, and then you came up to the Tigers and actually played for Claremont before heading over to North Melbourne. Uh, what was it like playing country footy? Do you reckon that gave you the bit of the edge that, you know, you could bring to the rest of your career so far? I guess getting to play against bigger bodies early in my career, whereas probably some first kids don't really have the opportunity in playing against kids their own age the whole time, where I was sort of like a 15, 16-year-old kid playing against full-grown men, let me sort of develop a little bit of a different skill set and probably toughen me up for the big, biggest stage, but it's such a step up sort of from country leg to waffle, which I found out pretty early when I got up into my Colts here. And then again, another step sort of going over race, but it was all just good development. And um, I was actually to be around a good bunch of people in North Albany. Yeah. Now you mentioned, you know, getting to be around that kind of professional environment. Is that kind of what you see the key benefit of this kind of, I guess, top-up player situation for Waffle players in 2020, the experience that you get to now bring back from even just playing one game at the Eagles and training with them that you can bring back to the Tigers? Yeah, for sure. I think the whole experience, I was just sort of looking to bring back one or two things and whether that was in the Eagles' um, day-to-day operations or on-field or maybe some leadership skills that I can hopefully bring back and implement at Claremont. So I just sort of used and have been using the whole opportunity as a bit of a learning which I think hopefully now I've sort of 
managed to bring back one or two things that were sort of starting to trial down at Claremont. Is there anything in particular? One sort of thing that comes to mind straight away is that they have a bit of like a player-led meeting um, after the coach goes out, and that's the same to people not sort of being comfortable, even though um, the coach is very approachable and nice. There's always sort of a few people that are a bit hesitant to ask, sort of, even though there's no such thing as a stupid question in front of a coach. So having a sort of player-led meeting gives people the chance to speak up and, I guess, a bit more of a safe space and knowing it won't get back to the coaches that disregarding their role or really any question at all. So that's sort of something we've started to draw down at Claremont now. Yeah, that, that sounds great. And I think it would only benefit the younger boys. You do have a lot of, you know, cults that come through Claremont. You kind of keep players around and young boys do get the opportunity. So to kind of have that open space must be really encouraging for them to develop. Yeah, I think so. It's just the demographic, especially at Claremont at the minute, is so young. Like we've probably had 80% of our list in the last three years have come up and would be almost under 20 years old. So I think sort of the more safe space you can have at the minute, the better. Yeah, and now a lot of people maybe weren't as on board with having the top-up players from the Waffle. I mean, the season hasn't technically started, so it wasn't much of an inconvenience to the Claremont, you know, pulling out their captain for for a game to go play, you know, um, in, in the AFL. But do you see there's any negatives to it or do you really just embracing the positive opportunity that it could bring? Yeah, well, it's a bit of a strange one because obviously if it was in the middle of the year and the situation had arisen like it was, it would have been a pretty tough decision. But at the stage of the season I was in, it was perfect because I sort of needed to get full individually to get a bit of game in. And then, like you said, I took out a few key learnings from the whole experience. So obviously if it was in the bit later of a season, it would have been a bit of a tough decision. But it sort of worked out quite well now. And now they're getting sort of quite a few healthy guys back. So who sort of knows what will happen in the future. But the whole experience at the minute for me has been so positive. Yeah, you mentioned you got to get, you know, a bit of a runaround for yourself, a bit of match day uh, trial, I guess, a pre, you know, pre-game for you. What did you learn about your game and your style of footy and how it matches back into the professional environment? I don't really like talking about myself that much, but I guess probably my whole game plan is based on effort and energy and doing a lot of small things. So I guess no matter what level you do that at, it's going to keep me in kind of good standing if you can bring all those little things, which hopefully is why the Eagles put me on their top-up list to start with because I knew what I would bring. You obviously now get to bring that back to the Tigers and the Tigers are looking quite strong heading into round one. Do you think you guys are going to have a good season this year? It's always tough to tell after a few cracky games because teams sort of hold out a few key players and the whole sort of hard to shift out of a practice game mindset. But yeah, we have a lot of talent at Claremont and we've sort of blessed with two pretty strong areas with the up north boys and Albany great southern boys. So yeah, we sort of, I've lost, obviously, a few key players with Anton Hamp and um, Kane Mitchell and Tom Lee and a few of those senior guys leaving over the last few years. But there's certainly enough talent and good young players to give us a fighting shot. Yeah, you obviously have a lot of local talent. I think that's what Claremont kind of has compared to the to the other clubs. I mean, you've also got, what, I think it's about 15 graduating Colts that have come through the system. You've got reserve players that have been there for a few years. So really, you're a footy club with depth, which is good when you're, you know, fighting for your first flag in since, what, 2012? 2012, yeah. Yeah. Now, what do you reckon of your chances this weekend? So you're going up against West Perth on Good Friday tomorrow. So how do you think the team, how are you guys feeling heading into that first match? Everyone's just been so excited to play these last few weeks and it seems like we've been training for half a year now just to sort of get into the start of football games. Obviously, West Perth in West Perth um, on a public holiday where they're probably going to have a fair few people down. We're always going to be hard to beat. 
and I know they've had a few handy inclusions over the off seasons, but I would never go into a game wanting or expecting to lose. And I think Claremont has pretty high standards of itself. So every game we're going to, we try and yeah focus on getting a win. Now you came back to the club in 2018 after you were delisted from the Kangaroos, and you've what was it like getting captain the side and giving that kind of the reins to kind of lead the boys each week? Yeah, well, from an individual basis, I don't think too much would have changed whether I was captain or not. Like, I was still trying to do the same things and lead by example instead of, yeah, good examples for a lot of the young guys. But, yeah, it's a massive honour to represent the playing group for a pretty proud club and something I hope very dear, but it's just really title at the end of the day and it's not really going to change how I operate or what I do. So whether I hold it for one year or two years or ten years, I guess it really doesn't matter from my perspective. Very humble. That's You definitely deserve it. You know, you're, you're one of the top midfielders out there, so it's great that you can kind of lead by example out on the field as well. And you mentioned if the decision came to, you know, potentially play for the Eagles again, which I don't know, is that something that their club has kind of floated past you later in the season, that they could come up again, that you could run out in the blue and gold? Oh, to be honest, I think the conditions have been changing so rapidly that they can't really give an indication a day in advance rather than a couple of weeks. So everything's just, even so far, we've taken it as it comes and Claremont's been in the loop the whole time and been happy for me to sort of get a taste of it again at the top level and I've been very supportive of everything. So I think at the minute, I'll just keep rolling with the punches and trying to play like I'm going to play each week at Claremont. Yeah, so what's your goal then for this season, um, both on and off the field? On the field, definitely premiership. But sort of the reason I came back to Claremont because we had young, healthy list and lots of ups. Um, just exciting place to be around. So that's just the ultimate sort of goal that I've been sort of going after since I came back. Off the field, just keep going with my individual studies and um, if I can influence a few of the younger guys at Claremont underneath me in a positive way and teach them a little bit about some life things that can help them in the future, that would be good as well. Yeah, you're juggling a lot on your plate. I believe you work at a Wagyu beef farm as well? Yeah, just a Wagyu beef producer and I have a head office and have got a fair bit of land over the East Coast and West Coast. Sort of growing up on a farm has been good. And then worked for a little bit in an accounting team, so I've got a bit of taste of both sides. So just kind of like a on-farm to in-office um, link because there's usually a little bit of disjoint between the two. Quite different environments, quite different people you have to deal with day-to-day. And how important is it for you then kind of get that message across to your to your players and the young kids who might be looking to enter the AFL? How important is to have backup plans and to have other things to fall back on? Yeah, obviously critical. It's something that I was lucky enough to have good parents that sort of focused and drilled that into me pretty early that nothing is ever really just going to go your way for as long as you want it to. You've got to make plans that are going to put you in good stead for the future. So hopefully if I can pass that on and push a few young guys to keep pursuing other things as well as football, I'll be happy. How do you reckon the health of the waffle competition is this season? Is there a lot of good players running out there? And how competitive do you think the games are going to be and the teams overall? Or do you think there's going to be a few breakaway clubs kind of recruited quite heavily? It's, again, sort of tough to tell. You never really know until the season starts. You can sort of go off previous years and that and have a bit of a guess about clubs who have picked up players and that. But there's always sort of internal stuff you never really see and other things like that. So. Obviously, Subiaco have sort of dominated um, over the last probably 10 years and South have probably been in, in a sort of close second and we've been just behind them. But there's a lot of good other clubs coming through, like East Perth showed glimpses last year. I think they beat us one game. Swans made the finals for the first time in a little while. Every team has good players coming through and good players at the top end. So 
especially this year when obviously circumstances might be a bit unusual and there's a few players missing and COVID protocols and whatnot. But I think teams with good depth should do okay. And yeah, like I said, it's just sort of tough to tell until you get into the nitty gritty parts of the season. Well, luckily enough, we don't have to wait too long to get a bit of a preview because you guys are playing this weekend. It all kicks off. So everyone should get down and watch you guys play. I do like to ask all my guests on the show a motto that you like to live life by, some words of wisdom that you can, you know, kind of leave us, leave our listeners with that kind of inspires you that might inspire them. Some of my mates got a tattoo the other day called Artwell and I don't know, I think that's pretty funny, but probably a bit how I operate, like. Good stuff happens and bad stuff happens, but um, you're going to wake up the next day and still sun's going to come up and nothing will really change and everything's going to keep going forward. So. Yeah, it is what it is and you just got to deal the best you can with it. Yeah, dead right. Well, good luck this weekend. I'll be down at the game. Everyone should get out there too, watch the Tigers play or just watch Waffle in general because i uh, got to keep that local footy going. Uh, thanks for chatting to us today and have a good season. No problem. Thanks for that.